It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris. And my name is Daddy. Oh, um, <laughs> weird. This is, this is a kinky episode so far. I like it. Um, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But this week on this episode, we're revisiting the Netflix Daredevil-verse, Mike. Yeah, Slash it's Daddy. mandatory now. Yeah, you have made... to go back. You have to go back and watch that third season. <laughs> yes, that we that we have, I think we have both skipped at this point. So yeah, we've got homework to do. Uh, what if teases Gundams for season three, Mike? Mm-hmm. Avatar: The Last Airbender delivers a great live action trailer, which is yes. scary because boy, do we want that to be good? Uh, and more. Speaking of Avatar, it is one of the number one animated TV shows, which I will absolutely be showing my future child. Yes, yes. that is right. The first child of the Superhero Slate podcast Congratulations. is on the way. Thank yes. you very much. Here, here I am. I, I told Mike I, I've got some champagne. You probably can't hear the bubbles on the microphone, but I've got champagne to, to Mike, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Daddy Mike. Uh, on, I thought on you were. Show. I mean, I thought you were just uh, taking me for a ride. But is it actually champagne that you're yeah. drinking? Yeah, I am. It's. I, I'm drinking champagne, right here. Well, that's great. It would that's not amazing. open. Uh, my hands are in pain from trying to open that cork. <laughs> it, it's, it's totally fine. So fine. Well, yes. Congratulations to you uh, and and your your lovely wife, who I will maintain I've known longer than you still at this point. Yes, but. that's true. Technically, no longer. But if we're looking at the body of ours... The content. Uh, the content between uh, yes. me and you is quite... The library is quite The volume larger. is absolutely uh, one-sided in, in my favor. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but uh, for the the podcast, uh, what does this mean? Uh, I, I guess I'll have a slightly more perspective in the future on yeah. children's content. Yeah. Uh, whenever we kind of talk about these, like, you know, animated properties they're like who's watching this stuff i was like well yeah, yeah. probably be feeding the the content to well my you're, you're gonna be watching a lot more disney plus stuff that you didn't think you'd ever <laughs> watch before uh, yeah like I, i'm kind of curious just like is the bluey trend going to be gone by the time mm-hmm. my child is a, o- old enough to be watching something i don't like think that, they're gonna I care I, I think once they watch it they're not gonna know if it's live or not mike you're gonna get the same episode over and over and over again i am uh, gonna be curating all of my child's uh, uh cartoon watching uh, and, and whether they like it or not, uh-huh. uh, they'll, uh-huh. they'll have they, to work their way. As um, parents out there, how many times did you say that before you just kind of gave in because <laughs> that didn't work? Uh, oh, yeah, I know. There's probably uh, lots of uh, people uh, rolling their eyes yeah. uh, right now. They love but, your uh, optimism um, <laughs> for sure. But uh, little but our, little do you know, Chris Flix has a lot of children's content on it that you can maybe get a head start on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I would have to say the, the timing is uh, going pretty well. Here, it uh, uh, looks like our uh, delivery from the stork is going to be uh, sometime around uh, August. So it seems like before my life changes entirely uh, forever, mm-hmm. uh, I w- it seems like I'll be able to get Deadpool 3 in there, yeah. which is nice of Marvel to really only put one big movie on the schedule in the year of, uh, of our child's first uh, 
birth. So that was very convenient. Uh, and then I got to imagine I will be uh, off the show for a little yeah. bit well, uh, trying to figure out, like, but, how do I keep uh, this thing alive? Men- men- <laughs> mentally, I was preparing for this as well. I was like, you know, uh, we're going to be recording some weird hours uh, probably starting <laughs> in August. And, and that's perfectly fine because, you know, uh, as, as a as a show that's more of a hobby than a job for us, I, I feel it'll be pretty pretty um a good exercise after 10 years of recording to you know shake things up a bit a little bit for both of us yeah not to mention i would be just down the hall from uh from the from the baby's room from the nursery if you will so uh, you know how sometimes listeners you occasionally hear a cat meowing behind chris it'll be like the shriek of a child (laughs) or 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 your wife, maybe just yelling in frustration. One of the two. Yeah. You never know. That damn podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um, yes, again, congratulations uh, on on mm-hmm. everything. So we'll uh, we'll uh, if if you, if you guys know Mike personally, reach out to him. Uh, we'll we'll share everything at the bottom of the show. How you can uh, reach out uh, to him at what life reward life rewards risk. Um, I think there's a contact form there they can reach out to you at. Maybe you might have a social <laughs> channel for that. Uh, I, no, I don't know PDF, how they, I don't know how they get PDF. Re- yeah. There's a PDF you print out, then you sign it, and then you're gonna have to get your own stamp. Uh, so I can't tell you how to do that. PO box. But, you um, have a PO box. Yeah. You got a PO box no. for this. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh well. All right. So let's uh, let's dive into what you've been doing. Yeah. Other other than celebrating like a madman, uh, what else have you been up to? Yeah. What a hard pivot from one of the biggest pieces of news I'll have to announce in my entire life to like yeah. oh I've been watching some TV. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a. Uh, there's a um, there's a show on I guess it's I don't know if it's a Max original at this point in time I don't remember where it started but it's a show called The Other Two it's pretty funny it's about these two siblings that are struggling in their careers and their their youngest brother just happens to basically be the equivalent of Justin Bieber so essentially their lives are totally overshadowed by this megastar that lives with them but they're all just kind of it's like like a like nonsensical just like uh, awful people like floating through the entertainment industry. The only reason I, I bring it up is because we're watching the final season, season three, uh, right now, and um, there is a really funny guest spot where the mom, the matriarch of the family, is so incredibly famous she can only date like super powerful people. So she's dating Simu Liu, and they keep calling him Marvel Simu Liu, <laughs> and uh, he appears in I think the seventh episode of season three and it's just like really really funny uh so if you just wanted to dive in and watch like one random episode on max it would be uh season three episode seven uh there's a a whole funny bit about where they make a fake applebee's on a sound stage oh fucking applebee's why does it why does it always come back to applebee's on this show and they hire they hire extras to play all of the other people in the restaurant because they're trying to give somebody like a normal like birthday dinner mm-hmm. and uh, all of the extras are just saying peas and carrots peas and carrots peas and carrots uh, and they're just like oh i gotta get order the peas and carrots everyone's raving about them and then it descends in the madness it's like have you noticed everyone around us is saying peas and carrots but nobody's eating the peas and carrots so it's just really funny so go check that out but also 
I uh, finally got around to watching the latest installment of the yes. Mission Impossible franchise, yes. Dead Reckoning, which I believe is not called Part 1 anymore. I they, kept seeing those headlines the other week. Yeah, they've removed the the part from it, uh, Part 1, and um, yeah, they're, I was, they're still doing a, a sequel, but they're, I think they're going to change the name because you know, you even had a uh, struggle typing in the name to, to get this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like looking at the word Reckoning, and I was like, it looks like I spelled this word wrong. Like, how often do you ever use the word reckoning in your real life and when you do how often do you have to write it down as well mm-hmm. yeah um but the, the movie it, it, was the fun non, i mean in the non-biblical sense i guess but yes absolutely. <laughs> yes exactly uh <laughs> yeah. but the movie's fun the set pieces are great the action is always fun i watched like a big uh man of recaps video where he recapped all of the movies up until this one and it's just crazy watching like tom Cra- tom cruise just kind of like rapidly age tom craze like <laughs> he looks really good for his age, but like yeah. man, when this movie started and he kind of like steps out of the the shadows and in his very first scene, you're just like, oh wow, yeah, he is looking way so, older compared to some of the other films that I just speed ran there a couple minutes ago. Yeah, I like I like the Mission Impossible movies. Again, I think I think they're they're very solid. This one they actually cut out. There was a huge, I think it was a half hour intro of Tom Cruise de age, like um like reliving that scene that they. I think essentially distilled down to like maybe three minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. But they filmed like, I think 30 minutes of the movie uh, doing that, um, that they were going to have a big, big opening intro uh, in in flashback form from essentially the first Mm. mission impossible movie. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll pull that in for the, the sequel. I mean, this is the first mission impossible movie. That's like not finished in a way. It's definitely a part one because you don't get the, um, you don't get the the satisfying uh, hero saving yep. the world by the end. They just kind of yeah. completed a really hard mission. It the action uh, you mentioned you mentioned action the, the set pieces in this they just keep going. Um, like every time I'm like, uh, there's a big thing. You, we've all seen the, the the trailer where he jumps the bike right and then gets yeah. into the the parachute and he practiced and he did that himself. Um, but jumping onto the train and then there's a whole section with the train even beyond that um, that, yeah, that keeps going. So. Yeah, I, I got to imagine um, uh, the Uncharted games were referenced in that final train uh, set piece because there's a there's a portion of in one of the Uncharted games where you're doing exactly what that train does in that final act with that cliff. Um, yeah. And it was pretty intense to see it kind of filmed in uh, live action. Uh, there's the single thing I hate the most about this movie, though, is the personification of a computer program. Mm-hmm. Like, I can believe, I it's easy for me to believe an AI could, you know, go rogue and, like, you know, take over the world, you know, computer databases or whatever it's doing. And I can even go to the, the leaps and bounds that it almost has, like, a personality in a way, and it's, like, toying with people. But I hate it when they make it look like an eyeball on a screen mm-hmm. because it's just, like, it's so cheesy to me when so much other part of the film is like kind of you know sophisticated in a way they try to make it you know appear realistic it's just like the computer didn't need an eyeball this is it feels like very like 90s cheesy well it's not even that they they, they took 2001 space odyssey essentially what it is it's the red howl essentially was what it looks like but that but that is much i I know because that is just a singular like light that's indicating and that is and that is a robot right like he talks to that robot this one it doesn't really talk it has a human uh if you will the 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 human villain if you will the the flesh and blood uh minion um played Mm -hmm. uh, i forget his name something morales he's a he was a great actor he played a very very smooth villain uh Mm -hmm. as the human part of this so uh, absolutely, and um, 
uh, what's her name? Haley Atwell. Obviously, Captain Carter uh, was a huge yeah, part and, addition to this. And also, I never remember how to say her name exactly, but uh, Mantis is in it as well as kind yeah. of a, a henchman as well. Yes, uh, uh, a, a very um, conflicted oh, one it, as well. I think she'll yeah, be back Palm, for the Palm, Palm Clementif. Clementif. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I think she'll be back. I think most of these people will be back for the next one um, as, yeah. as well because it, the, it sets a stage for for the sequel. Yeah, but I think the best thing about the movie, which I don't feel like I recall seeing in previous Mission Impossible movies, where there are pretty, like, funny moments where, like, they're actually, like, doubting themselves or thinking, like, oh, God, am I actually going to be able to do this? Like, Mm -hmm. when Tom Cruise is on the top of that cliff and he's just like, you want me to jump? I feel like Tom Cruise in every other iteration of Mission Impossible never even would have kind of, like, you know, bitched about it. He just would have done it because he's a badass action star. But it's kind of funny bringing in a little bit more humanity humanity like when they're driving the little uh fiat throughout rome i thought that was pretty funny and um i i don't know if it was like a creative decision to make it an electric car but it had like no like vroom vroom to it just sound like a little whine whining electric motor so that just added a little bit to the comedic effect and then simon Pegg uh riding shotgun in an auto driving vehicle as well um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, through the countryside while he was giving Tom Cruise directions. Yeah, I, I had a really good time when I watched it this summer. It felt like a pretty solid um, action film, right? For 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 that, like coming off of Top Gun Maverick from Tom Cruise, and then to that was, was two pretty solid hits back to back for me. So I, I'm excited for the next one. I don't know when we're gonna get it, but I know Tom Cruise was mad. You know, this is what we caused. We talked about I think last week or two weeks ago. His um, him leaving Paramount and going over to Warner Brothers was was this film because. He went over budget. They were like, you can't just make a movie without telling us what you're doing kind of deal. So um, I don't know they when also, it'll be made. but They also released it a week before uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. which seems like a strategic he, blunder. <laughs> well, he yeah, he I don't know if you remember what I was talking about this earlier in the year. Tom Cruise was mad that he didn't get enough IMAX time with it because of Oppenheimer's um, mm-hmm. IMAX exclusivity window. So, uh, which is going back to, to IMAX or has been back to IMAX due to the Academy Award nominations uh, this season. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you got to watch it. I'm excited. I, it's like the the one uh, you know the one thing I can always trust in a Mission Impossible movie is Mike is that they're gonna go rogue. And uh, <laughs> the, guess what they did pretty pretty quickly. I I actually watched this uh, the intro a couple of weeks ago. Um, he um, there's a scene there's a desert scene uh, which you know happens pretty quick and then he goes. And in there's a where they're talking. The government officials are talking about the AI, right? And uh-huh. disclosing the uh, impossible mission force, uh, which which I thought was a really fun fun scene as well. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I, I, I like them. I, I I have no fault with the mission. I I don't think I'd watch the first one again from like '96, but everything beyond that I think was pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I would say the the franchise never elevates enough to make like fanatics, right? I don't think there's any like Mission Impossible like super fans out yeah. there. I think there's just people out there that are just like, yeah, Mission Impossible movie, I'll go yeah. check it out. Yeah, you're you're guaranteed a a good time, um, if nothing else. So so that's the plus. And they always seem that I mean I know recently has been Chris McQuarrie uh, has been doing a lot of, but like you know J J Abrams was in there. Um, uh, they, they've had a multitude of directors, right, kind of come in and, and mm-hmm. work on some of the projects. So that's been cool. Uh, but speaking of uh, 1996, Mike, uh, I, you know, I, I always talk about this. and I always like to share myself. I've been I had a wish list of, of old video game consoles I never had as a kid, but I saw and I always wanted. I'm like, one day I want to get one of these when I'm an adult and I have mm-hmm. my own money. Uh, and, um, you know, there's three games on this, a Sega CD, a Sega Saturn and a Virtual Boy. 
And somehow I have manifested all three of those, the wheeling and dealing trades, <laughs> the past um, week. And I don't know how and I don't know why, but I'm going to take it because, uh, you know, it's just it's just great. So I got a virtual boy. And I don't know if you've ever had to got to experience a virtual boy in person, Mike, or not. I think, br- I think briefly I remember myself being at a Toys R Us back in the day where they had one sitting out, mm-hmm. and I got to stick my head in it for a second. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, everything's red and black, and I yeah. think that's the last thing I remember. Yeah, and, and it truly is. There's only, like, 13 games in North America that ever came out for the virtual boy. They killed it within a year. Um but it is by far one of the earliest, I guess, consumer offerings for virtual reality that you could you could ever get um, or, mm-hmm. or experience because you put it on your head and you see things in, in three dimensions. And the reason it's red and black, uh, they actually tried color, they said, but they couldn't get people to see depth on those screens back then. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, technology was limited, so they went to red and black. And everyone remembers the eye, the, the quote, quote, eye cancer you get from playing virtual boys um, do the red and black. And so I've got Mario Tennis and... Um, I'm getting it repaired through a, a retro video game company that, that specializes in uh, repairs, modifications, updating, things like that. But um, I, I had a really good time playing it. And I, what I did not know about a Virtual Boy mic, and I don't know if you knew this or not, it doesn't have a power cord. It runs exclusively like, off batteries in the controller. Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> so, like, the controller, you hold it down, and it, I think it's six AA's. You plug it into the controller kind of like a regular Nintendo or um, Super Nintendo port, and then it just runs off that. That's how you power the whole thing. Um, so you can literally play it anywhere you want to put up the little kickstand and look like you're you're doing something. So, um, yeah, I'm very, 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 very thrilled to, to add that to the collection and play. Everyone's like, oh, you're just collecting these things you're never going to play. I'm like, no, I'm going to play Mario Tennis. We're going to we're going to play some Virtual Boy. Uh, the one thing I can't do is film, you know, like gameplay of, of Virtual Boy because I'm like, what are you going to do? Just watch <laughs> me with my head in this thing the whole time going, wow, mm-hmm. or dang. Uh, but the other part was, um, you know, for Quest, we're, we're Quest owners. We have actual VR headsets, modern VR headsets. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to uh, the SideQuest app store and download a Virtual Boy emulator if you want to <laughs> and, and play, it, play it like that. So if you want to experience it and you don't want to pay for the old uh, hardware that may fail on you, you can uh, put it in your VR headset and give that a go. So try that. Well, Mike, let's jump into the news a little bit here. I'm excited for this because I, I you know, we just talked about movies that, that get us excited and like feel like classic blockbusters or action films in theaters. And this is for me is Dune Part Two uh, coming up. And I know you've not had a chance to watch Part One yet, um, and and totally totally understand. So we're not going to ruin anything for you. But Part Two is coming up uh, the first of March, and um, there are early screenings. I woke up to an email this week saying early screening tickets are available. So on February Sunday, February 25th. Uh, a week uh, or not a week a month from this weekend uh, I, I get to go watch this so if you're interested in getting to see Dune Part 2 a week two weeks early uh, you can go check that out or get your regular tickets when it comes out in normal theater times I mean I think it's going to be really difficult for them to find theater space because I can only imagine after Madam Web drops mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day they're just going to like we need a wider release I want yeah. all of the screens people are flocking yeah. to see this film Dakota Johnson's really moving those tickets bump Dune out nobody needs Dune yeah. I saw the headline that said Dune 2 pre-sales were breaking AMC's website that's not true at all it was the Madam Web pre-sale tickets that was getting in can, there can we but buy Madam Web tickets yet I, I, don't, I don't even know if they're on sale <laughs> I, I legitimately looked the other day yeah. and I may have been like maybe a, a day or two oh. too early looking but i'm curious yeah i see the times now uh but i don't see uh, can i 
can I buy it? Maybe. Uh, but either way, I, you know, I, I would normally agree with you, Mike. I would say, Mike, you're right. You're 100% right on all your theories and all your, your speculations here. However, I'm going to disagree because have you seen the Dune 2 popcorn bucket lids? Because that <laughs> yes, is what people are going to buy, going to buy at the movie theaters. I but, saw those late at night, which meant it was even later at night for you. Yeah. And I was like, I think Chris is pretty good about like kind of putting "Do Not Disturb" on his phone. So I think I can send these to him without waking him up. And then, then in I would, ho- I would have hoped like, no, that would woke me want, up. Yeah, I want him to wake up and see these pop with these nightmarish popcorn buckets. Yeah, they, um, you know, uh, they've made the the jokes online. They essentially are lids that go over the top of the popcorn bugs that look like the sandworms uh with little like um the little mouth i guess like uh filter like, things or whatever what? yeah is it like it looks like it vi- like i think in your like what whales have? it would be like it would be like villi yeah and yeah. i think in, in whale is it like doesn't it start with like a b or something i don't know man but, but you don't talk we all know what we're talking about it looks we- like if you've seen the sandworms and the sandworms and the dune commercials that's what it is what it looks like and uh, or it looks like something sexual. One of the two. Uh, yeah. It depends on which also, side of the, 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 the fence you're on. It, it really doesn't help, too, that it's kind of like flesh-colored overall, too. Like the yeah. sand, flesh-colored. Mm-hmm. The worm is kind of like gray. You so have to kind of put like... your hand into the worm's mouth to get the popcorn. Like you, know, It's not even easy access to anything. Now, mind you, you could probably turn it upside down and very little would fall out. That's a plus. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, but getting I've it out is going to be some work. I've seen people online that said, oh, there's a consumer products person somewhere that's going to get fired. And I say, nay. Yeah. When is the last time a popcorn bucket has ever made headlines? It, it made no, mainstream give that a promotion. It, it made mainstream uh, articles I saw. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel I feel yeah. vindicated in all my collections so far. So I'm debating on if I want to get the Dune one or not, Mike. Should I? Should I get the Dune one? Oh, you got you have I to get, get this. Get oh, my one. God. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if the bucket underneath it is like cardboard or if it's you know metal like that, metal it, yeah. it kind of looks like it could be metal so you could definitely reuse it you could put other useful things inside of there <laughs> yeah hmm no <laughs> it's, yeah maybe i don't know that's weird but it's interesting but i've not seen them single madam web popcorn vessel mike um if they if they had one um that you know was maybe uh showed a picture of that one time her mom was in the amazon forest before she died <laughs> researching spiders maybe but i you know we're not going to get any of that here why is it the sony movies get all the good memes so there's that and they had the morbin time for morbius right like <laughs> I, I, i'm kind of jealous they get all the good memes but um anyway dune part two very excited to watch this i'm sure for those people like yourself mike who've not seen the first one um they will have um uh probably dual screenings if you want to see you know be in the theaters like six hours watching these uh, the last time I sat in the, the theater for more than one movie, I was with you uh, in uh, for Iron, the Iron Man Marathon. And uh, while it sounds cool, boy, I regretted that. I regretted that immensely afterwards because... <laughs> yeah, it is, a, it is intense. It is something that I... Like, I, I am an indoor cat, Mike. I am uh, I live a sedentary lifestyle sometimes. You know, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, even, even probably not as much, but like... Boy, that was a killer. Like that's just rough. Yeah. So the the only upside is you're if you're ever gonna do a marathon like that, it it's gotta have a new movie at the end of it. You gotta yeah. have something that you're working towards. If the yeah. last movie in the marathon is something you've already seen, it, you're just wasting your time. <laughs> yeah, it, ours is Iron Man two, Iron Man, Iron Man two, Avengers, and then Iron Man three. And I think Avengers was a pretty. So I liked watching Avengers again in theater. That was fun. But the but the other two could have it could taken or left it. But anyway. Dune coming out. Get your tickets. Very, very excited for that. 
if you don't want to go to the movie theaters and watch a movie, you can go purchase uh, Iron Man and the Lost Kingdom on any digital platform now that came out this week um, for that. And I just saw the news, Mike, today. Iron Man and the Lost Kingdom is the first DCEU movie to pass $400 million worldwide <laughs> since Aquaman 1 came out. Chris, you've said it twice in, twice in a row now, and I, I, you have not caught your Freudian slip of oh, no. uh, Iron Man and the Lost Kingdom. Really? It's uh, Aquaman. Yeah, sorry. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Aquaman would, and the Lost Kingdom. Now I'm just imagining, like, in what universe could we get an Aquaman and mm-hmm. Iron Man crossover? It'd be kind of fun, because Iron Man would have to go out of his way to make, like, a deep sea suit, which I think oh. could look pretty cool. Like, that sounds very Saturday morning cartoon. It is. Uh, and also, like, the, the attitude of Iron Man and the attitude of Aquaman. Like, I, I would love to see that clash in, in mm. on screen as well. Because, you know, uh, Aquaman is not um, – he's more bronze than brain. And then Iron Man is brains over bronze. So I would love to see this uh, team up as well. But absolutely – sorry, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom – uh, you can buy it on digital platforms, and it is the second most um, successful worldwide movie theater theatrically uh, since Aquaman one. Um, and the closest one to come close, uh, the, come close, it was actually Black Adam had three hundred ninety million. Like so, um, th- that's just sad because some of those, like you know, The Suicide Squad was pretty good, right? Like that deserved to make a lot of money. Now, mind you, it came out mm-hmm. uh, what was it when when Max was doing the day and date streaming uh, yeah, things. It was also like it was pandemic adjacent yep. to so uh-huh and uh but movies like wonder woman 84 did not deserve to make so much money so i can go both ways but uh absolutely congratulations and if you haven't watched it that now's your chance to do it for that i would say it's probably gonna hit max or netflix in another like two months or so so um, if you're not into Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, Mike, I'm going to really enunciate this going forward. Uh, you can catch the Marvels, the, you know, um, Captain Marvel 2 sequel to Captain Marvel, sequel to uh, kind of WandaVision, sequel to Miss Marvel. Uh, it is now also available on digital purchase this week. came out the same day uh, as well. And if you don't want to purchase it, I'm not here to dissuade you. If not, it comes to Disney Plus on February 7th as well. So that's around yeah, the corner. I feel like uh, Disney Plus is going to be peop- a lot of people's first viewings of the Marvel since it didn't really do a great job with the box office, at least here in the United States. I don't know how it did internationally. But, yeah, check it out. Chris and I both both liked it. Mm-hmm. Step in the right direction overall for Marvel, but um, not like... It's fun. It's a fun like, movie. Not a, yeah. not a, There's not any, like, huge revelations necessarily happening inside of this movie. But, you know, no. the cast is fun. There's some fun moments. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, again, uh, Iman Vellani steals the show, right, as Miss Marvel mm-hmm. in this movie. And, and if you've not seen the Miss Marvel, you can watch this, and that would probably give you enough juice to go back and watch it to, to see her in that because uh, she's with that. But absolutely, Disney+. Plus. This is also, I, I don't have this in the notes here. This is an interesting movie because it is um, Best Buy is getting rid of their physical media collection, so they're no longer doing steelbooks. Uh, so Walmart has picked up the uh, the steelbook slack for this one and is doing the exclusive steelbook uh, for for the Marvels. So get to add that to my 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 collection uh, here in uh, in about a month as well. well. Let's get into this. We talked about this at the top show. One of our main talking points today is Daredevil. Born Again, it is back filming. They are doing a real set photos. So uh, the set, one of the set photos has confirmed there's a sign, the law offices of Murdoch, Nelson, and Page, which if you've seen Netflix's Daredevil, you will know that is the name of the law offices at the end of, what, season two, maybe? Um, a lot of 
that's about as far as I got. I didn't watch three. Uh, but, I, I, you know, obviously we knew that they were going to have their own law offices. He's a lawyer by day, um, you know, vigilante by night. But some of the uh, street art confirms what we've talked about several weeks ago is that the character Muse will be the um, probably the villain for, for a lot of this show going on here. Uh, and I yeah, or... see that because you can see his name under the, the pen signature. I didn't see that the first time I looked at this. I'm like, how is this telling me Muse? But he signed it underneath the, uh, yeah. the picture. Or it could be, you know, like we, we mentioned, it could be also like a partial villain yeah. as well. We know that this show, we don't have a, def, a definitive episode count of this series because um, Vincent D'Onofrio was recently interviewed and he was just like spilling the beans of just yeah. like, oh yeah, the episode count keeps getting messed with. I don't yeah. really know how many we're at just yet, uh, but I got to imagine if the, if they originally were slotting for like 18, 17, 18, 18 yeah. uh, I, I can't imagine it get, 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 get cut by such a factor that it's down to, you know, like nine mm. or 10. So yeah. maybe we're dealing with like 12. I was going to say 13 like to go back to, I mean, if they're pulling so much from the Netflix era, Netflix had 13 episodes, right? Remember um, per mm. season. So I can see them minimum going to 13. However, I, I still feel they're going to probably be in like that 15 range probably um, with it. But, it is fun to see some of this. It makes me, you know, think, um, you know, it, this this artwork just kind of like, like there's the dollar bill, like um, they, they keep using the Illuminati symbol there, right, or whatever the pyramid look looking thing on that, and then the uh, the angry king pen, which is the uh, the fiery version there, which I think was some cool uh, contrasting artwork. So it doesn't look like Muse is working for King Pen though, right? Looks like maybe he might be against them uh, in in mm-hmm. this in this world. Uh, other news, Wilson Bethel will return as Bullseye in the series, Mike, which I, was a huge shock to me because um, I didn't think they'd, they'd pull many more actors out of the show. But I've not seen Daredevil Season 3, so now I have to go watch it and yeah, it, check this it out. Really, it really is solidifying itself more as almost a fourth season of Daredevil, way more than I thought that they ever would. But I guess they're just moving forward with that idea of like, if it's not broken don't fix it you mm-hmm. know if people were liking it on netflix let's just keep it yeah. going here uh on disney plus i wonder if there's any sort i'm curious what if any like legal issues that there that there are with um netflix of like are there things that they can or can't reference because you know it was originally in the uh you know netflix version of the show you know, uh, I'm I not think, entirely sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they, they claimed when they came to Disney Plus last year, uh, technically Marvel owns the rights to all the content and production. Netflix owns the distribution rights. So we are we are in the clear on everything they can reference going forward. Uh, gotcha. That's good to know. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah. Do I go back and watch season three or do I just watch the same recap video I watched a couple years ago when I wanted to catch up on what was happening in the Daredevil universe? I don't know. It's very, very addictive to just watch these recaps. So maybe I'll mm-hmm. just do that. I was trying to figure out maybe, um, you know, looking at Metacritic or Rot- Rotten Tomatoes, Daredevil Season 3, 97% on the critic tomato meter, Mike. Um, 86% audience score. So that makes me feel pretty good about watching it on that regard so i i don't yeah, think i'm gonna have it, a problem going back to it Let's see yeah if you if no one remembers uh uh the gap between daredevil season two and season three was uh the defenders which is something we try not to think uh-huh. too much about but i think like daredevil gets his like 
like gets himself like blown up. He gets in, buried like, a under the rubble den or something, yeah. and he ends up in the Hudson River, and that's where well, season three picks. Yeah, up. well, they, they yeah they introduce his mother from the comic books, right? The sister uh, he, he's mm-hmm. picked up by the Catholic Church and 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 brought back there, and then the yeah. uh, there's a character trying to pretending to be Daredevil who we find out is you know I think Bullseye uh, from the trailers. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I. I this is probably something, if I do watch it, this is not something I need to sit and pay attention to the whole time. I can like, yeah, I can get some vibes from it and, and move along um, with that. But the other part of this is it also, um, the the show will reference the Punisher Netflix series directly. Um, similarly to how the Kingpin's past was referenced in Echo. Um, like, you know, pulling bits and pieces of it from there, uh, what they need to. So um, I didn't watch season two of Punisher either. <laughs> uh, so, boy, do I have some homework to do. Um, yeah, we got work, Chris. Uh, I did see that if they are moving forward with Iron Fist, it will not be with Danny Rand, but with a different character. They could bring back, uh, what's his name, Finn Jones as Danny Rand, but he will not be the Iron Fist. He would just be more of a reference character going forward. Mm. Uh, I saw like a a hot take circulating. I don't know if it was on Twitter or somewhere else, but somebody was trying to say like, uh, Finn Jones was not the issue with Iron Fist. He was a good... And I just no. try to stay out of the fray of internet comments, but all I wanted to tell them was just like, no, he was bad too. Like, yeah. Don't bring and, him back. <laughs> and, and we we try not to apply a lot of back you know scenes drama, but like he also didn't um, work out or practice any of his martial arts before the show, and it, and you feel that he's if he's the number one martial arts person, he sucked at doing it like quite a bit. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, you want to you want to if you're gonna put him in a, a high level production, you need to you know hold him. A, you know, to a higher standard. So um, we'll do that. But yeah, this is, this is great. This is awesome news. Um, you can watch this stuff on, on Disney plus um, and, and, and feel like, you know, if you've not watched it, it might not be, or if you have watched it, maybe now's a good time to go back and, you know, revisit some of the, the older shows uh, on Netflix or not Netflix, Disney plus now that were on Netflix before. So we'll see how much um, they, they pull from this kind of going forward. Another uh, rumored report this this weekend uh, is that uh, actress uh, Rachel Weisz and uh, actor Lawrence Fishburne will reprise their roles from Black Widow and Ant-Man films in the upcoming Thunderbolts movie as well. Uh, I, I never thought, um, you know, nothing against uh, nothing against the Black Widow film, but I didn't think Rachel Weisz would come back for anything. I think, I, you know, to me, she holds herself to high-end movies, like, you know, artsy films or was it the, so I didn't think she'd ever probably come back to Marvel, but you know, uh, money talks. Um, and Lawrence Fishburne, he has, uh, he's been voicing, uh, characters in devil, uh, moon girl and devil dinosaur, the animated series, Mike, which you need to get familiar with because you're going to need to, you know, with, with <laughs> kids coming up. Uh, yeah. he's also been doing the what if characters as well. Um, so I think he, he's, a uh, you know, I think he'd be game to come back in the sh- in the movie. Did Rachel Weiss play Black Widow's mom? Well, the she trained them. She wasn't her real mom, but they called them mother. Like they pretended yeah. they pretended to be mother and father in the the flashbacks. Yeah. Because her version of the character was in that what if episode, right? Um, uh, I, think. I don't think she was. I don't think she when they been. like when they go to the when they go to the town with all of like, oh the, oh the yeah like the, the captain and carter stuff. one the captain carter one yeah it might have been her i don't it might have been i don't know if it was or not that's a good question it was not her voicing the character i'm pretty sure so um Man, but whole, whole, a whole lot writing on a thunderbolts i saw a funny uh i guess only funny to me interview 
where they had um they had oh god why can't i remember the actor's name who played the winter soldier sebastian stan right on the sebastian stan that's right he was kind of doing um i think uh award season kind of press out there in the world and of course he gets asked about like marvel Mm -hmm. and he kind of skirts his way around of of all how all of these other movies are performing because i think that was the question he's like yeah but i'm excited to uh go back for a thunderbolts it's gonna be great it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm like oh boy well i think i mean i think you know obviously his his last appearance was as in falcon winter soldier which you know some people love some people don't and you know very very divided uh down down the viewership line there so you know i think when he play i like him when he plays the the uh, true winter soldier right like from the winter soldier Mm -hmm. and and civil war when he was playing that so you know to to humanize him a little bit yeah i get he's growing he's got characters but like to see him leading a team would be awesome right rather than just being like reactionary like to see him actually Mm -hmm. taking his his knowledge of fighting and and wars and, and push forward uh, would be great um but this was Rachel vice returning we have Yelena uh returning to this movie right uh Florence Pugh and then uh ghost um the character who played ghost I Hannah John Kamen I believe is her name um will be back in that as well so I think you know bringing in characters from their history would be very interesting and I I would uh the Red Guardian as well is going to be in there so um I'm I'm excited for Thunderbolts. Other than Sentry, Mike, I'm I'm biased with Sentry, but I'm trying not to to be as biased. But this is a very very exciting uh, thing if they're trying to bring all these people back. But uh, you know, we are, we're talking about Marvel, some some other stuff. What if season three we got confirmation? We had a teaser a couple weeks ago, a little little video couple. Now we get some images that are uh, might be related to it. I don't know, but season three, I sent I sent one picture to Mike because. Boy, does this rustle my jimmies in a good way. Uh, they are they're bringing mech suits into What If, and that is just thrilling for me to see uh, these mech suits. I know there's like there's toys for Marvel, like Mech Warriors or Mech something. Uh, you can get um, the monster like the heroes are mechs and the villains are monsters. But like looking at this, I'm very excited to see what the story is. Is it like a Pacific Rim style story? What are they fighting here in these suits? Yeah, what um. Like, how do you contrive a reason why these heroes need gigantic mechs to begin with? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be silly, but I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> they look awesome. What, what if is where you get silly, though? Like, that's where you want to mm. pull in the things. You can't, you can't do this in live action. You, <laughs> yeah. you, so, um, you know, obviously we have... Uh, I'm pretty sure this is Sam Wilson, Captain America, based on the color scheme here in mm-hmm. the next image we have. And then uh, uh, Photon or Monica Rainbow. Uh, hers looks more maybe like um, Evangelion a little bit, uh, and, and his looks more like a, a true Gundam style. So like hers is very slick and his is more bulky with that. So mm-hmm. you can check out that in our show notes. And then the next one is obviously, um, you know, you know uh, Anthony Mackie and Monica Rainbow uh, in their respective what if art styles. I don't know who the person is behind them. I think it's just someone who works there. I don't think that's a real superhero. Do you? <laughs> no, it just it's, looks like some dude to me. I was worried it was Bucky, and I'm like, that's not Bucky, is it? <laughs> it's not Winter Soldier. Uh, so, but you can check out that in our, our show notes. And the other one was um, continue. I think was the clip we saw is uh, the Red Guardian and the Winter Soldier. And this is why I thought maybe it wasn't Bucky because I'm like, oh, he's right here in this clip with the long hair, uh, looking at a glass window. And then also we get to see um, Red Guardian versus Goliath again, a voice by uh, Lawrence Fishburne here. So, um, 
I, I would I, I this one I don't know what this one is about with the Red Guardian Winter Soldier and um, Giant Man, but I'm 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 on board for it. It seems to be something that again they wouldn't do in the movies along the way. So um, maybe like a nineteen like a Cold War era thing. Do you think? Maybe. Yeah, it could be. So we'll check it out uh, if we get more. Uh, hopefully we with the, I, we've seen more of season three of What If than we have X Men '97. And I think it's further along True. than this, so I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of interested to see when this is going to release along the way too. So we'll keep you guys posted. Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Mike, you haven't watched this show yet, have you? No. Okay. And I probably won't. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, so this is a continuation of the Clone Wars. Um, I don't know if it was written, but at least con- conceived by Dave Filoni, spinning out of the Clone Wars and uh, the Bad Batch are clones with you know special features slash defects. Uh, season three, the final season, will debut on Disney Plus uh, February twenty first, and they're going to do um, weekly releases, a couple bi weekly, leading up to May the fourth. Um, so, which there's always a big uh, Star Wars celebration. May May the fourth be with you, also, right? So, they're leading up to have this done right. Literally, I think the week of that coming out, um, and you know, obviously, this is if you're a fan of the Clone Wars, this is a return to the animation and art style. The uh, final mission, if you will, looks like for the for the Bad Batch here because we don't see them in live action. But I will say one of the coolest parts about this is there's a return from Clone Wars eras. And if you watch the trailer, uh, you know this is obviously not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Mike is the return of Asajj Ventress uh, in this, and she has a yellow lightsaber, which is unlike oh, her. Yeah, I was clicking through the the trailer here. It's like she has hair. That was yep. confusing for me. Yeah, yeah. So she got hair and a yellow lightsaber. So some time has passed. Uh, obviously, she was betrayed by Count Dooku, brought back to life by the uh, Dath Dathomir witches, uh, which are you know a huge part of the upcoming Thrawn thing. But like, it looks like she's left all that behind and is you know wielding a yellow lightsaber. And um, I don't know if she's fighting the clones or if she's fighting with the clones or whatever. So um, very cool to see her return back to this this world. Uh, I don't think she's she's not a Filoni creation. Such interest was also one of them. Um, uh, the guy who did uh, Samurai Jack. I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, Tarkovsky. Yes. So he she debuted in his animated version of the Clone Wars mm-hmm. uh, in two thousand, uh, I think three or so. Uh, any 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 uh, inclination to return to this and watch the whole thing now that's wrapped up when it's done, or are you just gonna do a, a recap video, Mike? Like I was saying earlier, <laughs> this might be prime recap material yeah. to me. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what what it's gonna if you know obviously it's not gonna lead in anything in particular, but um, you know with Dave Filoni's higher position as a CCO at Lucasfilm and the uh, I wouldn't say insistence, but like they are consistently returning back to this art style for for their shows. Right, we have this. We have Clone Wars. We have this. We also have uh, Tales from the Jedi, that's in the same art style. Do you think they're going to announce something like a new ongoing series or another mini series similar to Tales of the Jedi, kind of going forward? Well, like, it makes you wonder if that Star Wars "What If" actually gets off the ground. What mm-hmm. visual style that they're going to go with? Yeah, I would love. I'd love them to keep this style going up. I love looking at this stuff. So, um, that that is a good question to see if it is tied into Star Wars "What If," which we talked about in last week's episode. So, if you have not listened to last week's episode, tune in, and it'll be there. Let's shift gears into Sony. Sony, we were we were laughing at them earlier um, with their uh, Morbin time and you know Madam Web and how successful that is going to be. Right, uh, we're very excited to all go out and watch it. 
But um, one of the things Sony's continually hits out of the park in their Spider-Man universe is their animated projects, right? Uh, Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse, both huge successes, huge wins. Uh, and one of the rumors to come out is that Sony is looking to develop an R-rated movie based on the character Spider-Punk from those, I guess, the second series, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, in, in from Sony's picture animation. Now, I imagine, Mike, uh, if, you, if you will... This is going to be only in the Spider-Punk art style, which was that grungy, uh, was it magazine cutout style thing? Kind of looked like a, people who were into quote-unquote zines back in the day from from the punk rock era. So is this something that would uh, tickle your interest? I mean... Daniel Kaluuya like a lot, was a good, good, seems, good actor for it, too. I mean, amazing part of the second Spider-Verse movie... Uh, it seems like a lot for my eyes to take in an entire feature in that art style, which was very kinetic. There was a lot going on there. I mean, it looked gorgeous, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I, I feel like any sort of thing that Sony announces like spinoff wise or adjacent wise that has like a spider character in it. I'm just like not holding my breath. Like even the first uh, Spider-Verse movie that came out, we kept hearing about how there was going to do like a spinoff of like Spider-Ham, which I yeah. think did that even happen? They had a short video for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I feel like these ideas pop out there a lot. You know, they've, I know this is like live action, but they've been talking about like silk forever now. And I haven't seen anything come to fruition. They had silver uh, and black. Uh, that was, that was shut down like literally the week before they were start to filming. Remember that yeah. show? So, it, yeah. It seems, yeah. It seems like anything that is relatively close to looking like a spider character on the big screen never happened. So I'm just going to file this until mm-hmm. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Again, this is rumor. This is not, this is not a, um, a confirmation from Sony. So I'll, I'll you know, put that little asterisk there as a rumor. But uh, if I was to look at across the spider verse or any of the spider verse movies, I would not have put my money on spider punk. To be this, you know, like, obviously he was a great standout. He was, you know, all against the system that he had that, you know, kind of anarchy vibe going on. But like, I could have, I could have more felt like them leaning, hey, we're gonna do a Gwyn movie, or hey, we're gonna do Peter B. Parker movie, or mm-hmm. maybe even in Miles's universe, a prequel to that Spider-Man that was voiced by Chris Pine, right? So yeah. I, I would, or maybe even a Miguel, um, you know, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine film. This is not the one I would have picked. Uh, to do that because it's going to be if, if they do go through with this and I feel animation has a stronger success rate over at, at Sony than, than live action like you mentioned this is not an easy style to replicate it's color it's black and white it is changing way more frequently than any of the other characters kind of going on um, also too like the the magic of the Spider-Verse universe is all of the, the crossover the fun mashing of styles and characters you know i'm not no. saying a writer couldn't write something interesting in that world but no. i feel like uh, the audience would be trained going into it going like well where's where's all the other spider people where's the universe hopping you know where's like this mm. extra factor that we yeah. you know been drawn and to i i kind of disagree on that because you know that's essentially what comic books are right the single characters they can do the one-offs uh with with that but th- this is an R-rated animated film is going to be even, even harder sell, right? Like the animation usually ma- not, usually you make it to to get kids to go see it, right? You're going to animation, you, it's already going to have a lower you know audience draw for most animated films, and then to make it R-rated and put an even bigger barrier up, I think you're going to have a hard time seeing some success on this. 
And Sony doesn't do streaming services. They license all their stuff out. So it wouldn't be something to draw people to their Sony branded, you know, Spider-Man streaming service either. So I'm, I'm just uh, sure if they do it great, I'm sure they will do a great job. They've not given me any reason to doubt them in the animated world yet, but of all the things that could be rumoring or picking, you know, stick with El Muerto, right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't stick with him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was canceled. That was supposed to come out like two weeks ago. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, the original <laughs> release date was like two weeks ago when they announced it. So uh, we didn't get that. But yeah, anyway, we'll keep you guys praised if this rumor becomes any more of a rumor or closer to reality. Superman, I keep, uh, James Gunn's just all over the place, Mike, uh, with social media, debunking things, not debunking things, uh, you know, stirring the pot, whatever, whatever he's doing. I was even seeing more articles as we were coming in here about this, but James Gunn confirms that JJ Abrams Superman movie is still a possibility. And I don't know if you remember this movie about being the, uh, the, um, the black Superman movie origin movie that they were working on years ago. <laughs> At Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. So apparently that's still an opportunity, a possibility. It, he is James Gunn did say it's unrelated to the DCU if it did come out, and it would be an Elseworlds like Joker and the Batman. Do you yeah, do you, just, uh, do you do that after all the hype for this one Superman movie that the entire DCU is riding on? Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems weird. Like, like I'll harken back to what I said months and months and months ago. Like James Gunn just put the phone down and get get to work. Like I'm like I'm not saying it's keeping you from getting your work done, but I, I you're you're just putting too many mixed not even mixed messages out there. Just like you said, stirring the pot. Like just leave the pot still until it's ready to eat. You know, mm. like 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 we really we really we don't need you popping on social media and giving us updates on casting or whatever. You know, it's not just make an know, official announcement. Like that's what yeah, we need. Like, the rumors are going to mill around no matter what. Like it is fun every once in a while to see him come in and debunk stuff, but it's just like, dude, like your station is like so above that now. Like you Uh don't need to worry about all of this. Like, just like, I don't know, go, go to some like miraculous, like Island in Fiji and sit in a cabana and write something. So, so here, (laughs) here is where I, where I sit with this one. I got two things. One, uh, this is not going to happen. This Superman movie will not happen from J.J. Abrams. Uh, at least not but not any time in the next five years, uh, which is what I give the DCU time to either fail um, or, or or succeed. Either one is probably both possible. And two, you know, not saying that normal people would see this news, but, you know, average, you know, people of users of social media who don't, who fall for those AI movie posters where like all their favorite actors are going to be in this new movie next year. Right. You ever see those social posts mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. And I, it, it takes everything in my being to, to say, no, this is not real. Cause I hate crushing people's hopes, but I'm like, this is obviously fake. Like this is not real. Just, just do a Google. But like, you're going to confuse people by saying, yeah, I've got Superman and no, we're also doing another Superman, even though they're probably not doing it. Right. Like, the you, you tell you, you know you we always use Mike's mom as a as a you know a reference here <laughs> for, for yeah barometer yeah so uh like hey um Mike's mom are you gonna go watch James Gunn Superman or JJ Abrams Superman and boy she's gonna be like my favorite cat meme currently where she goes huh huh <laughs> kind of like like people just don't know right so don't like you mentioned don't 
this is a situation where you don't need to poke it with a stick. Don't even stir the pot. Don't even bring it back to the top. Let it cook at the bottom, and then when it's ready, bring it up. Uh, it's like when you're reading like a um, like I, I feel like it's usually like a rice recipe. It says like put the lid on and don't lift it up. No matter what you do, leave that lid on. There. Exactly. Just just let it let it cook till it's done. Don't. It, this is this is very very early on. I'm gonna read yeah. the quote here if, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah, go ahead. So she said, so if it comes in and it's great, which I haven't read the script, and if the timing is right, that could absolutely happen, which tells me he doesn't want to do it. That's totally unrelated. It would be an Elseworlds tale like Joker. So like. Even his statement was so non-committal. I feel like he was just placating other people as well. Like just maybe. So- I mean, I mean, maybe he's doing some like 4D chest here uh, with like PR of just like I don't want to create the headline of like James Gunn cancels Black Superman movie. Yeah, which I feel like might be the headline because <laughs> like I've seen I, like I've seen some of the concept art that people like whipped up of Michael B. Jordan like in the Superman u- costume. Yeah. It looks awesome. It looks cool. Everyone loves Michael B. Jordan, so it would be fun to see it. But it seems like like Warner Brothers hired gun for a reason it's just like uh-huh. fix this fix they, it's broken just yeah. fix well, all just, of this stuff and <laughs> even if it's not broken, like trying to fix it <laughs> just be successful like, do something good for us like we need a win uh please please get a win for us with superman yeah warner brothers and dc is just like our kitchen exploded mm-hmm. all of the plumbing is leaking the the stove is on fire and then people are asking him about like oh are you gonna paint the wall in the garage it's just like yeah. no like leave me alone i'm trying yeah. to stop the house from the, the neighbor comes by like hey i noticed your trash can's been out an extra hour longer than than it should be uh are you gonna bring that back in kind of deal yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> what headline can I write about your your garbage can? Yeah, so so it's just it's just one of those things like yeah, you know, I would have just left it alone. Like he, I, I understand he wants to interact with fans. He wants to keep the spotlight on the DCU, right? Like he's doing a good job by keeping it front of mind, like you mentioned. But like this is one of those situations. I'm just like, nah, just just ignore it. Just go to the next one. Just p- pick out something else and, and go down that road. But here we are talking about J.J. Uh, Abrams Superman movie. There we go. Jurassic Park, Mike. I watched Jurassic Park the other day, the original one, because um, I got mm-hmm. a, I bought the uh, 4K Blu-ray when it was on sale. I love watching the original Jurassic Park a lot. So good, it is great. Uh, you know, I, I after that's diminishing returns for me um, as well. Uh, you, you're not getting as good stuff. But that first one's just just classic. It's it's magical, and mm-hmm. um, there is now uh, Universal is developing a new movie in the Jurassic Park franchise. Essentially, Jurassic Park or seven or jurassic world four whatever you want to call it at this point um but in that good news screenwriter david kep who wrote jurassic park is writing the script he wrote the original one not anything recently on that world i mean it, it, it's interesting you know you're bringing in like the pedigree at least of this guy worked on the original that everyone loves so maybe we can get something going there I mean, one thing that uh, maybe some people forget is that the original is based on a book. Mm-hmm. So you're not really working from source material anymore. I'm not saying this guy can't write stuff that's not based on books. But mm-hmm. the reason I think the well, story is so strong is it was proven in it, novel form I will, first, you know. So Michael Crichton is one of my favorite science fiction writers. The book and movie are nothing alike. I'll tell you that right now. Like, they are nothing nothing the same uh, at all. So this is one of the situations where the book is... The book is good, the movie's good, but they are no they are not very similar. They actually have two entirely different kind of things going on along the way. Same with The Lost World, uh, which was a book as well. 
that movie didn't come out and do very well either, did it? So. Yeah, I mean, if we're if if we're looking at maybe because I enjoyed the first Jurassic Jurassic World for what it was, mm-hmm. and obviously we both love Jurassic Park. I mean, what do those two films have in common? Is like it's a theme park where yeah. dinosaurs wreak havoc. So, like, is there a way to bring that magic back what? in? I don't know how you. What? I don't know how you Stop. manufacture that yeah. setting again. Stop. All the new movies have the same problem with they're like we're blending DNA, we're creating forbidden dinosaurs, right? Like, cut it out. Make make it magical. Make it like the first time again. And I just looked up David Kep, by the way. Uh, he wrote Mission Impossible 1996. Uh, he did work on the Lost World Jurassic Park. Uh, he wrote uh, he wrote on Spider Man 2002 with uh, uh, with Tobey Maguire. Um, he's got some good ones in here. He's got some bad ones. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. He wrote the 2017 The Mummy with Tom Cruise. Uh, he wrote uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, with with George with George Lucas though. So how much do you tell George Lucas no on his own property? <laughs> uh, but you know he's got some stuff back and forth here, uh, if if you will. But um, I want to I want to capture that magic of Jurassic Park, right? Like it was a small it it wasn't a huge film. The park wasn't open. It was a small scale film. They were trying to sell this majesty, and then the majesty essentially everything in that movie goes to hell because one guy was greedy, right? The you know you have uh, the IT guy I can't think of his name Newman, um, you know he he was getting greedy and he wanted to do things for himself uh, and, and get more money, and everything went to hell and people died. So like, what? How do you return to the majesty slash horror of that first movie? Right, uh, as you mentioned, yeah. without having the park, it's no longer an amusement. Like we've done the amusement park version where it was successful. How can we go back and harken back to something simpler? Yeah, it's different. Like, do you do you even contemplate the idea of rebooting the universe in mm-hmm. any way? Because the one thing that Jurassic World, I think, does really successfully is it, like they come at it from the angle of like, oh, dinosaurs are boring now. You know, if yeah. we've successfully brought them back kids have seen them you know canonically in that world they've been on the news right running through uh san francisco if i remember correctly uh which i only learned recently that all that stuff was actually filmed in downtown burbank which i could like walk to which is pretty fun i gotta i gotta rewatch that part i'm gonna need some photos like from the movie and then you in those same spots (laughs) yeah i should i should do that um, so they do a good job of referencing that and then like, well, we're now we're actually like a theme park. So like, how do you do that setting again? I think the first, the only pitch I have, and this does not help the story in any way is just like your first three movies were Jurassic park. The following three movies were Jurassic world. I think you need a new title. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're following with like the theme park theme, you could go Jurassic land, maybe something mm-hmm. like that and then at least you could kind of prime your audience Jurassic in their head universe just like, it's even bigger <laughs> oh no <laughs> like you at least got to prime your audience that you're kind of starting a new adventure yeah. in a way i think i mean i just and i know this isn't Jurassic Park itself but like i just want like a dino crisis movie mm-hmm. like and that's kind of you got a little bit of that in Jurassic World 2 when they were in the mansion but that was intense to have yeah. like a full on dinosaur trapped 
in yeah. like a facility with you. And that's like one of the cooler parts of the first Jurassic Park movie when uh, the Raptors. Uh, she's trying to she's trying to turn and prime all of those fuses and everything like that's so intense. So uh, I don't like I said, I don't know how you bring this all back in the theme parks again, but that seems to be the way well, to do it. It, it could be, you know, I, if they keep it in, in, in the world and I've not seen I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be honest. I've not seen Jurassic World two or three, but I've read their, their plot points. So I understand these movies at the end of Jurassic World three, whatever it's called. Essentially, dinosaurs are out in the world and we just have to live with them. Right. Like that. That's, they are now out in, in the world as it is. Um, so do you, is it like something you, you mentioned Jurassic land gave me the idea of like, maybe they move them to like, you know, gr- they, they find a way to, to migrate them to Greenland or like Iceland or something. Right. Like they, we now have a huge, like not continent, but like enough land where like all the dinosaurs are always here all the time. Um, what, what do you, what do you do with that? I don't want the met the bioengineering anymore, but like, what can you do with those expeditions and incursion or excursions and stuff like that there? Maybe um, this might be a little bit too cheesy okay. for the title, but what about like Jurassic University? Where, I don't like, like it. Now that, I don't like, like it at like, all. <laughs> now, well, now that like dinosaurs are like back in the world, they're a universe, they're ubiquitous or whatever, we need more uh, dinosaur just experts in the world. So maybe there's like a maybe there's a university and that's where you oh. go to like major in dinosaurs and then the campus becomes your setting for the movie right you know there's got to be dinosaurs there in some aspect and then and then so maybe the dinosaurs i mean there there is kind of like a campus setting in the third jurassic world movie but it's kind of more set as like a like an an apple like you know type of uh, business park yeah Yeah. thing so i don't know that's my that's my pitch maybe a university because like i don't know how you convince the audience that another theme park could still exist after a volcano right. and yeah, escaping I, and everything. I, yeah, <laughs> I think that the theme park is, if, if if anything, I don't want the theme park to be operational. I think that's the, the important part, right? Like that's the part of the first one. They're touring it to give a blessing on a theme park, so it wasn't operational. And guess what? That that theme park was it it went to shit because like nothing even showed up on it, right? Like they were like, you can't like they didn't see the dinosaurs. The T-Rex didn't show up and John Hammond was all mad that like, no one got to see the actual theme park in operation because they just weren't working. So, you know, how, how do you, how do you do that? Is it, you know, is, you know, is it scientific? Is it, you know, uh, natural, you know, naturalistic are, is they treat it like a Disney where like different countries are opening their own versions of Jurassic Park kind of deal. And like you, like you, maybe it's like a Russian Jurassic Park where they skimped on all the the security and like you know everything's gone to hell over there so i don't know oh, there's, there's a lot Chris, of options i have the idea oh no i can't you're, it's basically the pitch is jurassic park uh meets joe exotic and tiger King. oh god you have some sort of a uh, uh backwoods person who's like cobbling together their own yep. illegal uh jurassic park and then oh man that is it that's how you do it Nothing smaller scale than small town. So, so is it? Oh called, man, Joe Jurassic. Is it, is it Joe Jurassic? Yeah, this has yeah. to be it. And then, like, you don't like literally do Joe Exotic, but you, you know, you do a type. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the dinosaur experts, they gotta come in, and oh, I love it. Okay, <sighs> I I think the 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 flip side of this, we go, we're back a dinosaur story, and we give all the we, we find a way to give all the dinosaurs human per- personalities. <laughs> And oh, make I them super friendly. Now. Yeah, they're they're talking. Voice, they're friendly. There's a, 
there's a voice collar you yeah. you put on them. No, no, it's it's magic, and then when the or whatever it is, and then you take away the magic, they revert back to like their uh, you know, I guess uh, inhibited oh, dinosaur like, cells. Like uh, a fairy tale, I yeah. love it. It's a Steven Spielberg movie as well, by the way. We're back at Dinosaur Story, <laughs> I think produced. Yeah, there you go. All right. Lastly, Avatar: The Last Airbender uh, has a Netflix live-action adaptation coming out. I believe February, late February, um, and the a new trailer. A, a, I would say this is like the first trailer for me. The the, the first, yeah, not a really. teaser. It's a trailer. Uh, has released two and a half minutes uh, for this, and while I have not finished the third book, the third final season yet, I see scenes in this that are visually the same kinetically the same as what i saw in the first season and that has me excited now i am not the avatar person i'm I'm new to this again i haven't even finished it you are my go-to expert here tell me how do you feel about this yeah i mean it looks it looks great visually right uh but just i feel like every time i watch anything adapted over at netflix i just I have to be nervous, right? Because, like, is this amazing, but nobody watches it and we never get a second season? Is this, uh, you know, does this end up being mediocre, but enough people watch it so they keep it going and I hate it and I don't want to watch it anymore? There's so many scenarios where, like, I'm not happy. So uh, for them to thread the needle, like, I'm hoping they just capture the same, like, energy and success that they did from uh, One Piece. You know, I know traditionally uh, The Last Airbender isn't anime but you're really hooking into very similar audiences there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really hoping this works out. This is the first time you kind of get to see any performances of the characters, really, because all that's really been shared on social media has been, like, uh, pictures and, like, uh, official, like, Like character Like studio shots, even. Like, nothing in action, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Zuko, uh, he... He looks amazing. The energy of the couple scenes that he's in really fits the character of a brash, you know, youngster just out to prove himself. Um, um, uh, Katara and Aang, I'm a little bit more cool on. I don't know if it was maybe just the scenes that they they focused on, but I was like, oh, I feel like these are they don't feel necessarily like the characters I remember from the the animated series, but. They can grow into it. That's the thing. That's the great thing is they can always grow into this. You know, if they end up doing like, let's say, you know, if they do like one book per season, which who knows, maybe if the show is popular enough and they really start getting into some nitty gritty of the story materials, they could even possibly do two books per season. Uh, they could, and even if they only do three two seasons, se- two seasons, seasons per book, two seasons per book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, whatever they end up doing, right. If they end up going into like a production cycle of something like a stranger things, like these three seasons could last six plus years. So what's nice is all of these characters now have the opportunity to grow into the roles, which I think is pretty interesting and might actually serve better than the original source material because all of the kids kind of perpetually remain the same age. And I don't remember the exact time frame of the original animated series, but it seems relatively condensed down to maybe a couple, like, you know, planetary seasons or maybe a year mm-hmm. or two at most. Uh, but it is a big epic journey that they go on. But if it spans out more realistically over a couple of years and the characters grow up, I think that's kind of great because there's a love interest between Katara and Aang that, you know, might seem a little bit more um, 
uh, impactful when they're a little bit older because in the se- like in the animated series they like end up kissing and it, it feels kind of odd because like oh these are like kind of children I'm watching kiss on screen but obviously the uh, it's an animated show the audience was for kids so you know it's really not as weird what you think about it but I think this is just one of the aspects that could improve live action um, overall I think the actor that's playing Sokka is great he seems like goofy and corny it almost seems like he could do the voice of the animated character and and it would be like a really good uh duplicate so there's a lot of really good looking stuff in here but i uh, i have to be cautious Mm -hmm. i have to guard myself (laughs) yeah i mean i'm 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 the other way i I don't have a again a a dog in this fight if you will but i'm excited to to see it and so because it looked you know from what i've seen recently it looks the same right then you know i see the scenes the the fire nation's big ships on on the water you know that was a huge thing um what is it the the mask i, I don't know the name of the mask dude who like uh, is it's like a thief you know obviously yeah, what's whatever his i name don't is, remember but. if it's like i don't remember if it's like the blue spirit or something like yeah. that but the, that character doesn't show up in book one until kind of like the second half yeah. of the book so that kind of what makes me think oh maybe it's a, we are doing the full book here. Yeah. In season yeah. one, it looks like they you know can this down. Obviously, there's the um, the earth bending city with uh, the old guy, um, Aang's friend from when he was a kid. You know, he's in here. Um, I forget what that city's called, but it has all the the slides and the you know the big you know earth bending things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the obviously the it looks for me looks looks true to it. All the characters look good. The uh, the uh, what's it the um, uh, the big fluffy dude the bison i'm oh appa appa he looks he looks fantastic right like everything in this looks really really good the bending looks you know phenomenal this is not what i saw in um or the late 2000s from uh, uh the movie version which I, I i saw without having seen the show and i was like yeah this is even boring from a movie version this looks <laughs> good but between this you know one piece uh which you know got us on board for a show we've never seen before and um uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the name again unless you tell me get it right. Yu Yu Hakusho, is that? Yu uh, Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Hakusho, yeah. Close. So yeah. you know that the success of that kind of um, coming off of this, it sounds like Netflix is putting in some of the work for this um, to to keep it going. So I uh, and I also know Avatar's getting that resurgence, right? They have that new animated studio that's working on the other movies for in the Avatar universe, the three movies. So um, hopefully, you know this this does land and gets everyone the hardcore fans that have been around for almost 20 years mike uh, on board to, to to keep watching this and um get more to it. i i, I imagine to me this is me three seasons maybe four if they want to split the last season into two um kind of along the way so um we'll we'll see more but yeah as you know that's obviously you're you're the you're you're the uh the one who's who's seen it and lived with it and you know needs to keep your guard up so you don't get that uh yes m night Shyamalan movie again along the way <laughs> don't hurt me again hollywood yeah so we'll we'll, we'll see what we'll you guys pricing uh link to that trailer is in our show notes if you want to watch the official trailer so mike that's the show for this week uh we get we got uh we're gonna get off of here i need to go see who's winning the super bowl pre-game thing so i can get ready for my trailer i'm working on my menu for the next two weeks um nice. I I'm, love it. I'm gonna try a barbecue meatball i'm, I'm gonna try do Ooh. some of that and then um get some wings and then uh just oven cook as many wings as i can for everybody to eat on so excited for that uh with the bone on by the way not boneless for me but if you got anything let me know but if people know what you're up to what you're doing big daddy where can they find you at 
<laughs> they can find Big Daddy making web comics over at liferewardsrisk.com and pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where are you? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Valdan87, V A L D A N, or uh, video game systems of the same name. If people know about the show, uh, what we're doing every week, where can they find all the good stuff at? Oh, all you got to do is head on over to superheroslate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts like our own. We've got merch at superheroslate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. Uh, do you got your Madam Web tickets or are you more of a Dune 2 type of person? I'm sure it's 50-50. You know, our, our, our world is so bifurcated down the middle. You got the Madam Webs and you got the Dune sequels. So let us know what you're going to go see out in the world. And we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, it's easy. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.